Hello everybody and welcome to the MGTOW Academy YouTube channel. Thanks for stopping by. And for those of you who are subscribed or have been to my channel before, thank you and welcome back. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how the media portrays men. Obviously, the media usually doesn't portray men in a positive way. And I researched this topic online for a few hours and I was blown away with the difference between the ways male and females are portrayed in media. You know, I knew that, you know, Obviously, males weren't, you know, portrayed in a positive way, but, you know, this, these extra stuff, the extra information that I learned, I was blown away with it. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. Alright, let's start off easy. We'll look at how male and females are portrayed differently in TV shows. Well, in this case, the two TV shows I'm going to be telling you guys about is, are actually cartoons. We're going to be looking at Family Guy and The Simpsons. So, um, it's okay if you guys don't watch. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just explain the basics to you, alright? Um, we'll just examine the characters and I'll explain some stuff to you. So, let's start off with Family Guy, okay? In Family Guy, there are six family members. Uh, Peter, Chris, Lois, Meg, and Brian, uh, Brian and Stewie. There's six. Uh, we're not going to discuss Stewie since he's technically a baby. And if you watch Family Guy like me, you know what I mean by technically. So, anyways... With that aside, I'm going to ask you this. Why is Peter and Chris, who is the dad and the son, seen as less intelligent people than Lois and Meg, who is the mom and the daughter? You know, I understand each character has their own problems and their own personality, but Peter is portrayed as a deadbeat, alcoholic dad who doesn't care about his family that much. Alright then, alright. Um, remember I mentioned Brian earlier, for those of you who don't actually watch the show. Um, Brian is the, uh, the talking family dog who is a guy. So, yes, he's not stupid. He's actually, you know, portrayed as an intelligent person. He can, uh, person. He can talk intelligently and all that stuff. But he is also portrayed as that arrogant dick who is a skirt chaser. Hmm. Alright, now let's look at four characters from The Simpsons. We're going to look at Marge, Lisa, Homer, and Bart. Marge and Lisa, who is the mom and the daughter, are the ones always making the smart decisions. Whereas Homer and Bart, the dad and the son, are portrayed as dumb people who don't really care about anything. And here we go with the dad again. Homer is portrayed as a lazy dad who drinks a lot and shows the characteristics of a deadbeat dad. Now, do you guys see the point I'm trying to make? Alright, let's get into some statistics. Let's get uh, into some percents here, alright? According to Forbes.com, in media, a man is 18% likely to be a metrosexual pretty boy, 23% likely to be a ladies man or a skirt chaser, and 32% likely to be a macho man or action hero. Alright, now let's get into the negative percents. A man is negative 31% likely to be a good-hearted slash a man that is trying to do the right thing. A man is negative 30% likely uh, to be a hard-working or self-sacrificing man. And a man is negative 17% likely to be a protective slash fatherly person. Hmm. Alright then, alright. Uh, next, I'd like to uh, discuss what's known as the Bechdel test. It's spelled B-E-C-H-D-E-L, the Bechdel test, which is an informal rating system created by Alison Bechdel, a graphic novelist. It's used primarily to determine a f uh, if a form of entertainment is sexist against women, alright? So this informal rating system can be used uh, usually on video games and on movies. That's where you know, it's usually used, uh, mostly on movies. So to pass the form of entertainment, it must have at least two women in it, and these two women must have names, 
uh, they must talk to each other, and they must talk about something besides a man. Those are the criteria or requirements to pass a Bechdel test. Now, obviously, this isn't a guaranteed way of determining whether a video game or a movie is sexist against women, but regardless of that, cinemas and organizations are taking this imperfect informal rating system seriously, such as the Swedish Film Institute, which is in feminist world headquarters, uh, uh, I, mean, I mean Sweden. Guys, I have been saying feminist world headquarters instead of Sweden all along. I don't know why, but whatever. Anyways, with that aside, uh, you guys now understand what the Bechdel test is and how it's supposed to show gender bias against women. Well, you're probably asking me, well, how does this relate to our topic? Well, let's talk about a common informal rating system used to expose gender bias against men. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, there really isn't one, is there? Nope. See, this is the point I'm trying to make. There was a test used to expose or show gender bias in media against uh, women, but there is no informal rating system used to show or expose gender bias against men. See, this is what I'm talking about. For a long, long time, men have been depicted in the media as dumbasses who don't know a thing. And as far as I understand, the only reason that this is being done is because TV shows and movies earn more profit if they portray men as insensitive, heartless, Stupid, horrible parents. Okay, they don't have to show all those characteristics, but men in TV shows and movies will show characteristics similar in nature to the ones I just mentioned. So, men are portrayed like this in media for profit. It's all about the profit, and that's why pressure to change these horrible stereotypes will need to come from many, many people who realize that gender bias affects men in media as well. It's not just women, but also men. Also, I'm asking you guys this question. Don't you believe, because I most definitely believe, that our younger generation of men need to have some male role models to look up to, especially in like uh, movies or TV shows. They need some male role models to look up to. Don't you guys agree? So earlier I was talking about a common informal rating system uh, like the Bechdel test. Well... You know, like I said, there isn't a common one, but there there still is one. It's just not common. Um, social psychologist Philip Zimbardo described what is called the MacGyver test. MacGyver test. I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but it's M-A-C-G-Y-V-E-R, um, the MacGyver test, where a TV show or a movie would pass if the male characters had met these requirements. Uh, the requirements are that there has to be there can't the absence of a mother is not required for the father to be depicted as a competent dad. There has to be an honest, hardworking man who is successful or is in a leader position um, and is not portrayed as a hapless loser. The female protagonist shows interest in the male protagonist before he is considered a hero, and the male protagonist solves uh, solves problems in creative ways and only uses his violence as a last resort to carry out his goals or mission. Whew, that's a lot. Okay, so here's the thing. To get a better understanding of the way men are portrayed in media, you can swap the roles, uh, the male and female roles in movies or television shows. Okay, so the information I'm getting right now comes from a voiceformen.com. And the link to this specific article right now that I'm reading to you guys uh, is in the description below, so you can check that out if you want to. And 
you know, like I said, the article I'm looking at right now, they use an example from the animated children's movie Frozen, where they swapped the male and female roles in what they did. I'm going to read an example from the, uh, from the article, so pay attention, all right? After I explain this example to you guys, you're going to be, you're going to have one of those, oh, moments, okay? You're going to, you're going to realize what I'm talking about. It's going to start make, it's going to start to make sense. It, the pieces of the puzzle, they're starting to come together, right? All right? It's starting to come together when I explain this. So pay attention. So, I'm not sure if you guys ever watched the movie Frozen, all right? I watched it once when I was, uh, it was a long time ago. I don't even remember. Uh, but, you know, I rented it from a red box just because I wanted to see it. That's the only time I ever watched the movie, but I still, you know, do have a pretty decent idea of what happened. So, um, what happened is in the movie, Anna's older sister, Elsa, banishes herself from the castle because she can't control her magical ability to produce ice and snow with her hands. Anna sets out to find her sister and bring her home, and Anna is offered help by the smooth-talking Prince Hans, whom she immediately falls in love with. But who ends up helping her? The penniless Iceman Kristoff, whose sled and reindeer Anna decides she can use for her own agenda. Never mind if he needs them. She, she, she never asked, by the way. Um, after getting him killed, destroying his sled, and finally rescuing Elsa, Anna and Kristoff go their own separate ways. It is only after Prince Hans proves himself to be evil, and Olaf, who is the dopey snowman sidekick, says, that Anna, uh, says to Anna that Kristoff would be a good match um, that Anna even bothers to consider Kristoff as a romantic partner. Huh. Alright, so, I'm not good at giving summaries, uh, of, of movies. I'm not good at giving summaries at them, or that kind of stuff. I'm not good at explaining them. Uh, so if you guys don't exactly understand what happened in the movie, pause the video right now, and go online and read, like, an online summary of what happened, what happened in the movie, and, you know, that'll get you a better understanding of it, Okay. So, pause the video right now and go read the online summary of the movie Frozen if you didn't understand my explanation of it to you. Alright? Good. Alright, so, now that everybody has an understanding of what happened in the movie Frozen, this is the part where I swip... Or, what am I, I'm sorry. Ah, my brain's so messed up today. Where I swap the male and female roles in the movie. Alright, so, I want you guys to imagine... A movie where a prince felt entitled to use a hard-working woman whose only possessions were her sled and reindeer, which she uses to take an eke out of her, uh, for a living. That's all she has. That's all she can use to make a living. Um, and she uses her sled and reindeer to go rescue his brother. And after she voluntarily busts her butt to help him, um, he goes back to his life without a second thought. Imagine that. Just imagine that, okay? Just take the time to imagine that. Alright, so firstly, the movie Frozen doesn't pass the MacGyver test. Additionally, if the movie Frozen were, was released exactly the same way it currently is, but with the same male and female roles reversed, there would be an uproar of feminists and SJWs complaining about the movie being sexist and all the garbage that they make up. And honestly, pretty much the entire audience, everyone that has viewed the movie Frozen, would be in an uproar because of that, because of the plot. But when we watch the movie Frozen, we just think, you know, that Anna is idiosyncratic and adventurous. But, I mean, really, all that we're doing is 
switching the male and female roles. We're just switching them. All right? We're not changing the plot. We're not changing anything. We're just switching the male and female roles. All right? See, this is the point I'm trying to make here. This is the problem. All right. So, guys, this podcast is coming to an end. So, right now, I'm trying out new stuff. I'm, I'm really, you know, trying out these new video ideas, different stuff like that. I've been thinking of all sorts of stuff. Uh, I've been even thinking about maybe calling a feminist organization, asking them questions that you guys might have. I can ask the feminist organization those questions and upload a recording of the phone call. Uh, also, you know, do more additional stuff, like I said, uh, commentaries, live streams, all that fun stuff. Um, guys, be sure to follow me on MGTOW.com. Also, you can follow me on my Twitter, at MGTOW Academy. And, of course, like any other podcast I make, this will be available for free download at SoundCloud.com uh, with the link to that in the description below. The link to my MGTOW.com profile, Twitter, and SoundCloud are in the description below. Guys, that's it for now, and I'll see you all around. Have a safe day.